pro week of football hey reed i want you to show everyone that sign you have what what I sign to, i want you to show everyone that sign you have every um like intro we do we can see each other right but you guys can't see us and reed always has a sign ready for me so go ahead and show him i don't i don't know what you're talking about man oh <laughs> uh, reed come on you can't get cold feet here i don't know what you're talking about man uh okay i guess it's for another day you guys um but Reed, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate all you guys being here. And Reed, I think you're a winner. Benny, I think you're a winner. I don't know about that. Vincent, you're a loser. Oh man! Show me your resume. Prove to me why you belong here. Show me, what what ready, is your resume? Bro, I'll start showing you all my my perks and everything. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't have any right now. I don't have. I wasn't prepared. I guess I'm a loser. How crazy is that, you guys? That just sounds crazy, which we're going to dive into it a little bit later. Um, but it that is just nuts and so unprofessional. And once you guys hear the story, I want you guys to jump in and, and talk with us. and give, me, give us your thoughts. I want to hear what everyone else thinks about this situation and how messy, tangled up, and just unprofessional this club is uh, right now. Because what it seems like because of one person. But uh, let's give a, a huge shout out first to uh, go ahead, Benny, take this one away. So it would be a huge shout out for Bryce Young, a uh, sophomore in college. He plays for the Alabama Crimson Tide, and uh, he is a Heisman Trophy winner. The first QB out of Alabama to have the trophy and the second player out of Alabama right after Devontae Smith. That is crazy. The first QB ever to win a Heisman uh, Trophy from Alabama. Alabama has always been, I don't want to say always, but uh, have has always had a strong team and always been a, a dominant team. I'm going to say it anyways, that the quarterback has not won a Heisman. I get there's a lot of talent coming out from college, but a team that's always so consistent, so dominant out there, uh, their leader has never won a Heisman Trophy. That, that's nuts. So that, that's awesome that someone has finally broken that record. Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, hopefully we'll see him in the in the NFL in a couple of years because right now he's a sophomore, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, sophomore. So a lot of potential. That, that just means a lot. I know Lamar Jackson did it, right? That's right. He Lamar Jackson, he's out here in the NFL. Uh, he, he broke record numbers his rookie year, had a sophomore slump, and uh, he looks kind of iffy this year. I mean, we don't know what – Kind of Lamar were getting from game to game, and he just went out this week with a uh, with an ankle injury. But our reporter from Baltimore, which is also Benny, because that is his division that he likes to keep track of, he said that he's totally fine. He's good. He's good to go. Yeah, he was just scared of the Browns. Is that is that true, Benny? Um, that that is very true. Uh, 
Yeah, the Browns are pretty scary. I mean, Baker Mayfield, he's seen his commercials. He's in that book club. Those people look tough. They look tough, man. I wouldn't want to mess with them. Hey, but, uh, hey, the Ravens almost had it. They almost came back. Mm-hmm. That was scary. Now, should you be concerned if you're a Browns fan? Without a Lamar Jackson, you have your backup QB in there, and you allow that team to come back from what point deficit? It was, uh, it was, it was a double digit. It yeah. was it, for it was for a while. It was I think twenty to zero, and then it got twenty to three, and then nine, and we got to twenty four, and they just kept going. They held us back from scoring during the second half. They kept us at twenty four during the entirety of the second half, and that's because your defense scored a touchdown from a bonkers. Uh, not a tip ball, but like they, they hit the ball from the the back throw. Uh, forgive yes. me, but I, f- I forgot his name already. The, the backup QB for the Baltimore Ravens, and that ball was just going all over the place, and they ran it all the way back for a touchdown. I was scared, baby. I was scared. They were thinking of calling that one back because uh, they didn't know if the ball was going forward or not. But you know, luckily we, we uh, it was considered a fumble, and uh, Miles Garrett got both the the fumble. And the touchdown. How insane is that? That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. He's having an awesome year. Uh, I'm happy to say that Nick Bulls is up there as well. But the person who is on top right now is a rookie. I'm talking about Micah Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys. That guy is sensational. Now, does he have a defense to back it up? At first, we didn't think so. But that defense is pretty damn solid. And he's out there breaking records as a rookie. So, I mean, Cowboys, you guys lucked out. I know that's not the guy who you all originally wanted. I know you guys wanted a corner from the draft, but you guys, uh, quote unquote, settled for the the best defensive player coming out of the draft. And uh, look at him now. Aren't you glad you have him? That's awesome. I wish. Uh, well, I mean, I, I like the Niners defense, but I'm pretty sure anyone out there would like to have the lead defensive uh, player. Uh, you know, most sacks, most pressures, rushes. It's just phenomenal. It's great what Dallas is doing right now. And they almost lost uh, a <laughs> uh, comeback uh, uh, from Washington. Yeah, uh, Heineke was getting a little frustrated there in the beginning. And uh, he got hurt as well. He got hurt. Their uh, backup QB came in uh, and he was uh, tearing them up. But that's just insane. That's the NFL for you. I mean, you're not in the NFL um, just for being decent, you're in the NFL because you're a professional football player. That's right. For some teams, <laughs> we'll go as far as that. <laughs> to go uh, on Micah, I mean, I think I saw on ESPN from week six, he's number one in every single category for his position. So that that's crazy. Cowboys fan, Cowboys fans really did luck out with him. So, but did they deserve him? Ooh. We'll stir up a pot right here. Did they deserve them? We'll see. We'll see when the playoffs come. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they always had great players. And uh, Micah is just a great addition to that defense and to that team in general. So, yeah, good addition. I think the Cowboys fans do deserve it. I think a lot of fan bases, uh, except for Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals, and LA Rams, deserve anything good. Uh, <laughs> because they already had their time. They had their time already. But um, it, it's our time. When is it our time? But one thing that uh, a team did this past Sunday, which was awesome, and I, I do mean 
awesome. Uh, where the Denver Broncos, they paid tribute to uh, Demarius, oh, the late Demarius Thomas, who was an outstanding athlete, just great person all around. Uh, I don't know if, Reed, you want to take it away from here because he did send us an article and, you know, you read about him. Uh, oh, that. that was Vince that sent the article. That was Vince. Yeah, that was Vince. Yes, uh, that was you. Uh, See, Vince, you want to take it off? There's something to pad my stats. I'm not a loser. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get on to that later. But, yeah, Demarius Thomas, man, I, I read that article off of Twitter. It was a guy who was their, I guess, their analyst and their, their kind of guy that writes all their stories about the Broncos. And uh, at first he started off as just a, a small time guy and Demarius Thomas kind of liked him. You know, he, he came up to him, he talked to him, he gave him like pretty much any story that he wanted. I mean, and it was a true story because Demarius Thomas is known to be a guy that's very trustworthy, very giving. Uh, they always say that his smile lit up a room. Uh, they said that he was always someone that gave back, uh, especially to the community. And, uh, that was kind of the synopsis of the summary of the the little excerpt that he had from in that article. And it was pretty cool to read it. It made me tear up because, you know, we look at all these guys on the field and they're monsters and they're doing all this stuff, but rarely do they ever talk about the stuff that they do off the field. And I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I loved it. And I loved what the Broncos did for him on the field. Yes. It was awesome how they took, uh, uh, Cortland Sutton came off the field, and they only had 10, uh, 10 guys out there, and they had the the penalty came out for not having enough players on the field, and the Lions uh, deferred it. It was just it was great, you know, uh, sportsman like all over. So good job to the NFL. You don't see that too often, but obviously he made a huge impact on the, in the sports industry. Um, also in the games, we also had uh, more boots on the field. We had Vincent. He went to his first NFL game. He went to Houston to go watch Seattle Seahawks demolish the Houston Texans. <laughs> and I mean demolish. I, I talked to him before, and I was like, hey, man, I'm stuck. I don't know who I should put in. I want to put in Lockett, but I can see him getting a lot of touches. But he was like, yeah, but I can see D- DK getting a lot of touches. Obviously, he sabotaged me. He told him, told me not to put Lockett in. Uh-oh. He did that on purpose. No, I trusted I him. Did not. But tell us your experience, man. What, how was it? Uh, it was fun, man. I mean, getting in there, uh, I've never been in an NFL stadium before. So it was pretty cool just to walk up to it and see how like massive the stadium was. I mean, it's. I think it's the eighth largest or ninth largest stadium in like, seat capacity. So that was pretty cool to see. We walked over there from our hotel because we were less than a mile away. And just getting in there like two hours early uh, just to see our seats and the field and everything and all the players warm up, it was really, really cool. I got some cool pictures, cool videos. Uh, We saw Russell Wilson like storm the field, and it was all Seahawks fans basically. So the crowd was going wild. But the game was awesome. I mean, that one touchdown that – uh, Tyler Lockett had for like 55 or 60 yards. Uh, I actually came out on the Seahawks little Snapchat story thing in the background uh, in the stand. So that was pretty cool. It's a memory that I'll never forget. But yeah, man, I think everybody who's a football fan should go and watch a game, especially their favorite team against someone that they can uh, compete against. But yeah, it was, it was really fun for me. And I can't wait for all of us to go to a game together as well. Yeah, we definitely need, need to all go to a game. Um, actually, I mean, just by you talking about that, I 
you know me. I'm an idealist. I, I, I'm a dreamer out there. I know I'm not the only one. And if any of you guys at home ever reference the songs that I, I am referencing, I want to hear you. I want to see who recognizes the songs I talk about. So put it down in the comments or whatnot. Uh, I want to see how many people are out there. I know there's not a lot, but um, I have, there's this podcaster that I listen to. Uh, uh, you guys know him, John Chapman. Uh, he shouted us out once. So huge shout out to him. He runs the 49ers Rush podcast. So huge shout out to John Chapman. He does an amazing job. He's all over the place. He works nonstop. Um, but what he started this past year was called the uh, 49ers Rush Road Trip. So he got he booked out, you know, hotels, uh, got certain tickets, and he allowed like his fans, Niners fans, to travel with him to certain away Niners games, and uh, they went to different bars and stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> no, it is not. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, and you know, maybe eventually we could do that soon. But I know for sure that I would like for all of us to go out there to a game. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed's always here talking smack. He, he's ready. He, in the background, oh, they, they, he's, can't, they can't see what I put. That was in our uh, private chat. I know, I know, oh, I know, yeah. but I'm not gonna be trying to ignore because you guys oh, yeah. are out here giggling out and laughing at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just the way we are. It's we have fun here. Um, but that's great. Yeah, definitely. I do want to go to a, a game with all of you guys. I think it would be quite an experience. Um, but yeah, thanks for telling me to sit down tight or lock it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I did. I told you. I was like, I think DK will also have a nice game. I think he could get a lot of touches, and that's me hinting at you to start Tyler Lockett, and he had, like, one of the best stat lines of the week for every team. I think that was his best game of the year, you know, honestly. It, 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 you're a loser, too, bro. I'm sorry. You just didn't get it, you know? Uh, I think all you guys are losers. I'm gonna. <laughs> everyone oh. here is a loser, sore loser, especially you, Reed. I don't like you at all, man. but let's get back to that i mean this is what we're here for this is the title of the video it's our thumbnail let's talk about urban meyer let's talk about how he is destroying the jacksonville jaguars in not even a full season of being the head coach the one successful college coach who has won multiple titles is single-handedly tearing down an organization uh, now there's been multiple um, multiple comments by players, coaches, you know, other reporters, um, like Marvin Jones, you know, well-respected veteran, uh, wide receiver out there in the Jacksonville. He came in and usually humble. He went out there and he had a heated argument against Urban Meyer. Now when Urban Meyer was asked about it, he said it was just a, you know, conversation. And Marvin Jones says no. It wasn't just a conversation. We had an argument, full-blown, uh, about little things, um, about uh, his criticism to other players. So, I mean, when it gets to that point where veterans are having heated arguments with their head coach in front of everyone, how bad is it getting there? Oof, I, I think it's getting really bad, man. I mean, it's not just like this week and – it's not something that Marvin Jones just noticed. It's something that's been in the media for the almost the entire season, uh, even to the point where their owner, Shahid Khan, uh, he owns the Jaguars organization. He's had to, like, come out to the media and say, like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it's not that bad. You know, we got it under control. Urban Meyer's just a fiery guy. He's trying to back him up until that incident at the bar came up. And then it's like, well, he needs to apologize now, blah, 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 blah. 
but it's it's not just something that's occurring within these last week or this last two weeks. It's something that's been there since like week one, honestly. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if you could date back all the way time to uh, to where they were in Cincinnati and the team flew back and he stayed. First of all, if you're a head coach, you ride with your team and you leave with your team. That's it. That's the bottom line. You, you don't stay sure. there and for your personal gain, if it's your home, whatnot. No, if it's a family emergency, fine. But you guys just lost. You're a brand new head coach. You got to be there with your team. You got to travel back with your team. This past Sunday, they lost, right? They lost to the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, they're a good team. And at the end, sportsmen like, you know, you shake the, the opposing coach's hand. He goes out there, gives a poor, pathetic shake, no eye contact, no good game. Just over there, not looking at him, just whatever. That's so disrespectful. It, Mike Vrabel, uh, he was the one of your assistant coaches when you're in Ohio State. You're telling me that you don't have any respect for him? Like, come on. It's, it's all about respect there. Two weeks ago uh, in the game, uh, Robinson, the running back, phenomenal athlete, phenomenal they throw a pass to him, and he drops a pass. They bench him. They bench Robinson because of that one-drop pass and specifically went up to the running back coach and says, you do not play him. He does not go in. It, to the point where in the fourth quarter where uh, Trevor Lawrence, the rookie quarterback, comes up to Urban Meyer and says, hey, man, we need all of our best players out there, coach. We need to put him in. And that's when they put Robinson in. A little too late there, coach. But – I just feel like he's childish. He's immature. He, he he doesn't have what he had in college. He needs to give these guys the respect that they deserve. These are grown men, professional athletes that are there for a reason. You can't just treat them like students in at Ohio State or any university that you were uh, once once was at. This is a whole different scenario, and I just don't think he's getting it. Yeah, man, they're already at the highest stage. I, I know in college he was like that because – he could go ahead and go and talk to NFL coaches and be like, look, here's this guy's tape. He's a really good athlete. Uh, I've molded him, blah, 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 blah. He can say all this stuff to help his guys elevate to a higher level, which is the NFL or any other uh, football league. But he's with guys that are already at the highest point that they can get. The only other higher point is getting more money. And for him to be able to say like, oh, you had one missed pass or one missed fumble, in the first quarter, you're not playing the rest of the game. That's it. You're not going to show your skills. You're not going to show your talent. Uh, I'm the boss here. Uh, like, that doesn't work in the NFL, man. And it's it's showing, and he's not going to be around a long time if uh, that's his type of uh, feng shui, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Reed. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say in my, my opinion on all this um, – there's a certain scenario scenario where this all could be excused or forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, if the the all the comments about the how he's treating the coaches, how he's treating the players, his actions with leaving, uh, not traveling with the team, um, all, all these like leaks that are coming out and people obviously unhappy with him, all this could be a, 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 all all this could be excused if they were winning games. But the problem is they're not winning games. They've won, I believe, what is two now? That's right, right? Two. Yeah. Games. He has nothing to show for all these actions and the things he is doing. 
it's not working. It is very clearly not working. And I don't know how anybody can stand by him, either the owner, the players, the, his assistant coaches, and can stay, stand by him and say, yes, this guy should be back here next year. As from the very beginning, with unfortunately, we had to, I have to go against what I said and back in the preseason. When this all started with Tim Tebow, he has been making bad decisions from the very beginning and not been taking even his job seriously or how or taking his job how he should be. Um, and all this could be excused if they were winning games. If they were uh, 10 and 2 right now, ain't nobody got a problem with what he's doing. Ain't nobody got a problem with how he's treating players. But they're 2 and 10, or I think it's, I think it's 2 and 10. So I think. That's my comments on that. You're 100% right, man. You're 100% right. But people, you know, they see, you know, he's mistreating coaches. He's mistreating players. But look at the big picture here. The Jacksonville Jaguars. What is their biggest asset right now? Do you guys know? It is the first overall pick of the draft, Trevor Lawrence. Now, is he hurting? I think he is. And you guys, you know, point of view, is he hurting Trevor Lawrence? Because this is his first year in the NFL. This is the year where he's supposed to learn, uh, develop a lot of skills, and get ready for the following year to become that franchise quarterback for the next 10-plus years. He's a first overall pick. You can't get a first overall pick, you know, all the time. It's, it's very rare. And this is Trevor Lawrence. This is supposed to be the quarterback of the decade. And yeah. now he's getting hurt with this – head coach that they 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 wanted for so long i think that he is ruined not ruining just the jacksonville jaguars but also ruining trevor lawrence's career because yeah he's not playing like a like a first round draft or the first overall draft pick but he's shown flashes of what he can be and you should be excited about that not bring your team down but helping build that team instead of making excuses for what he's not doing I yeah. think that's where he's messing up the most. And you see, there's talks about benching Trevor Lawrence so that he can get that breast and so that the backup quarterback can go in. Uh, but I believe he, Urban Meyer was saying that, no, I think this is good for Trevor Lawrence to learn. And it's, it's like, no, what you're doing is you're going to continue to hurt this guy and you're going to put him into shock and he's going to be afraid to be out there. Yeah, he doesn't have bad coaches out there either. And Trevor Lawrence, he's not bad either. But you not defending your players either. I, I know in the press conference post game they said, hey, your offensive line can't block worth of crap. Like They literally said it that way. And I didn't know that uh, these uh, uh, reporters could talk like that. But they're like, hey, your offensive line can't block bleep, right? <laughs> Do you think they're getting paid more than than what they're actually worth? And he just nodded in agreement. Yeah, he just said, yep. Yep. That's all he did. Those are your players. They're playing for you. They're playing for your career for next year. If you want to get paid like a top NFL coach, you got to start winning games. And you got to earn the respect of these players. And by you doing that, that that's so disrespectful. Uh, that's just saying that you've given up on the team. Even if Even if it's true. You're still not supposed to say that. Yes. There is no true. scenario where you just throw your players under the bus. If our if the if 
the Packers' offensive line was just completely garbage through and through, and Matt Lafleur went out there and and did something like that. I would want him. Fire, I, I would want him out of there instantly. That is not the way you be a head coach for your team. No, no, it is not. And yes, you're completely right. The Jaguars, they don't know what to do. Every Meyer came up and said all this talk about him uh, bashing on players and telling coaches that they're losers and whatnot. He said that that's all a lie. Uh, and that It never happened. Sorry. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Let's say it is a lie. That just means people from the organization are rallying together to come up with the same story. To get him out of there. He lost the locker room. He lost the team. I think he's too far deep. There's no way coming. You can't come back from this. I cannot see Urban Meyer playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars next year. This is just a toxic facility. A a team that really just lost their, who they are. And he tore it down all on his own. Yeah. Even when as far as to threatened whoever leaked that information. He said, whoever whoever the source is, they're unemployed. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. did say that. He said, whoever the source is, is unemployed immediately. Yep. You need to be unemployed immediately. Just like what Pete says, get rid of him now. The season is done for. Experiment with someone else for the rest of the season. By doing that, if if the owner or general manager does that, that means you are siding with the players and the players are now, well, not now, but they're going to give you a little bit more respect because you're siding with them and you're hearing them out. Because if everyone has the same story and you're hurting your future, the first overall draft pick, something is wrong there, man. Something is wrong. I know you have a young team, undeveloped team but you should have more than two wins in this nfl especially with a 17 game season if they end off with two wins and they're up there in the draft picks again that's that's wrong man that's wrong and it's a lose-lose because even if jacksville gets rid of urban meyer they're still paying him he still has to get paid but what do you do do you side with your players? Do you rough it out for the rest of the year, potentially making things worse? Or maybe a small chance fixing it, but I don't see that happening. What What would you guys do? Do you guys get rid of him now or right out the year? I would, Honestly, don't go ahead, Reed. I would get rid of him, so I don't think that's what they're going to do. Um, I don't think we're going to hear his name until uh, Black Monday when they get rid of all the coaches. Um, I think that's the day he's going to get uh, fired after the season. Yeah, I, I agree with Reed totally. I think they need to. I honestly think they need to just get rid of him now. Uh, he's obviously someone who's only out for himself. He, uh, he with the whole uh, argument with uh, Marvin Jones, like he even said that that was not true. He said there was no argument. We talked professionally to each other, and that that there wasn't a there was no such such thing as a as him leaving the uh, the facility. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just a huge mess out there. Huge, huge mess in, in Jacksonville. Hopefully they figure something out before it's too late for that young team. And honestly, there's one point where they, they were called Saxonville because their defense was, was just, you know, awesome. And no one expected it. And they, they tried to make a playoff run. But, I mean, there's potential in that team. There's a lot of potential there. Uh, even with uh, an injured, a season-ending injury with DJ Chark, he, has, he is a phenomenal wide receiver that's someone that trevor lawrence did not have the pleasure of throwing to i mean i think a lot has to do with the offensive play calling too because their wide receivers are not getting any any action it's just a very weird play call that i believe is just meant for for college play style this is the nfl you got to step up Let's see what happens. We'll give it another week. We'll we'll see. Like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm more than sure something else will come up. Uh, another problem, moving on, another problem that I see with the NFL, which we saw last night, was on the onside kick against the, the Packers and the Bears. Now, the, the Bears just did a phenomenal job in coming back. Oh, not even coming back. They, they had the lead. Packers came back. It was just a great game overall. Um, I'll go ahead and let uh, one of y'all continue on because you guys were the main focus on this topic. Okay, uh, I'll go first. Um, the yes, they knew uh, a new offensive line. Uh, the Packers uh, need new uh, new uh, uh, knees for their offensive linemen. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Jags need a new offensive line. Um, but with the Packers, the special teams on that uh, last night, Sunday night football was absolutely atrocious. Um, I don't think there's ever been a worse uh, game for anybody with their special teams. Uh, I'm just going to read out some stats and then you guys can, uh, uh, you know, I'll give you a question after then, after these. So special teams for the Packers in 2021, they're 32nd in punt return yards allowed. They're 32nd in kick return yards allowed. They are 30th, you know, a little bit, little improvement in <laughs> kick return yards, and they're 29th in punt return yards. Now, my question for you guys, I'm not going to answer this because I'm obviously always biased. You guys know how I am with the Packers. Is the special teams of the Packers going to be the unraveling of our season? It'll be your biggest, uh, your biggest weak point. Because, like I said, uh, during our last podcast, special teams is huge. Okay, it's not just oh, it's it's a kickoff or it's a punt. No, it matters. It definitely matters. And if your special teams are hurting, it's going to be hard to win a game. You know, even if it's a clean punt, they they fair catch it or whatnot. Look at the punt. It could be a thirty yard punt that could hurt your team. You know, so yeah, special teams matter. I think it's going to be your biggest weak point for sure. Yeah, man, I, I agree. Uh, I always like watching uh, rivalry games because sometimes you see the biggest, like, rustles and fights during special teams because special teams will make a play and it riles up the whole stadium, whether they're at home or whether they're away, uh, because either the fans will love it or they're going to hate it. Because, I mean, in my opinion, I think special teams is a very special part of football because it's a transition between defense to offense and offense to defense. So you're trying to get any type of momentum that you can. And I think the Bears were taking the entire momentum at Packers Stadium 
uh, yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a that's definitely an agreement for me. Uh, honestly, I, I think it's just maybe probably a few tweaks that the, the Packers have to fix that maybe they don't notice yet. But uh, I mean, what AJ and Vince said it all. All right, yeah. Um, Vince, uh, for the viewers at home who didn't watch the game or missed the the end, can you explain what happened and what you don't agree with it? Uh, yeah, I think the score was thirty to forty-five. Correct me if I'm wrong, Reed. Uh, I think that was a score. I think y'all yeah. were up by fifteen. Yeah. Um, I think that was the final score too. I think there was like a minute and thirty seconds left. So I mean, the odds of the Bears winning is like less than one percent. I'd say it's like 0.001%, honestly, especially going up against the Packers. But the the night that their special teams was having, uh, they were going to go for an onside kick, you know. They're going to try anything they can because their their special teams has been doing phenomenal uh, the entire night. I think they accounted for like 14 points by themselves. But uh, they did an onside kick with one minute and like 10 seconds to go, and they got the onside kick. Uh, one of the Packers guys, which was the last guy standing because everybody else was blocking for him, tips the ball up because it was a great kick. Um, tips the ball up, and it's recovered by the Bears. And I forgot who got it. I don't know his name, but the Bears guy got it. Res- like, curdled it up and started running to the touchdown, right? And he scores. But you hear all these whistles while he's running over there, beep, 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 like, whoa, 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 stop the play, stop the play. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, was there a flag or something? Uh, Like uh, someone was offsides or someone lined up wrong. But they said that by rule, if uh, the kicking team recovers the ball on an onside kick, it's an automatic dead ball. You get the ball right where you received it. But for if the receiving team were to get it and run it for a touchdown, that's a touchdown. And I think that's wrong because last night really showed that even the kicking team has a chance of getting the ball and running it for a touchdown. And I think that if you're going to do it one way where it's a dead ball, it should be the same for everybody. So both the receiving and kicking team, it should be either it's a dead ball as soon as someone gets it or it's a live ball and you can run it as far as you want so you can take it home with you if you want i I think that's how it should be but for some reason the nfl just doesn't like to give the advantage to the kicking team because they already you know it's for protection of the players you can't run up on a kick on a onside kick and you can't stack uh, that side where you want to kick it to so they're already diminishing the fact that you can get an onside kick it's like super low right now uh, the chances of getting one. And now it's even uh, lower to win a game because you can't run with the ball afterwards. And I think that rule should be changed, but that's just my opinion as a fan of NFL. I I would like to see change as well. Um, <laughs> not so much of that the <clears throat> kicking team would be able to run with the ball, just that it should be fair as if, if the opposing team gets the ball, you know, receives the the kick, that the play should be called dead. They shouldn't be allowed to try to run it in just to make it fair because a lot of those times when you're playing an onside kick, uh, time is of the essence. And 
the kicking team is trying to save time. So I think it would just be fair if they kick it, even if they get it, the play is dead automatically instead of someone accidentally, you know, getting the ball and other players are holding them up to like two seconds and all the way down to where the clock is done. So as soon as you have possession of the ball, uh, the pos- is dead. Either mm-hmm. either team. That's what I would like to see uh, just because of that reason, just because of time management or, you know, if it's going to be the other way around, have it for both teams. I don't think it should just be one-sided. What's up, Nestor? Appreciate you being here, man. Yes. Facebook faithful. But yeah. I mean, in saying that, AJ, I mean, I, I believe it should be fair. That's that's the way it should be, in my opinion, since that's the way the league is moving. Uh, but I've seen onside kicks being recovered by the receiving team, and they run it for a touchdown. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's, just, that's just my thing. I think it. they need to choose one, and then it is to be that. Either yeah. dead ball or able to take it, take it to his house. Yep. And, and if and if safety is the major point for the NFL, I believe they that the receiving team should fall to the ground. Because a lot of times when those players grab the ball and they try to go for it, like uh, the the kicking team is in a position to just nail them. So oh, yeah. I, in all honesty, I think they should catch the ball, go to the ground. If they're worried about safety. That's what they should do. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on about this, especially when it comes to overtime rules. We could go on and on about changing overtime rules because right now I just think it's trash, Um, (laughs) uh, honestly. But let's move on. Let's talk about some Monday night football, you guys. Tonight we have a good matchup. Finally, I'm not going to say finally because I got bashed last time for whatever reason. Uh, We got the L.A. Rams and the Arizona Cardinals, you guys. That's going to be a good matchup. You got a divisional game. You know it's going to be close. But we got a couple people missing from L.A. Um, Who do we got? We got uh, Higgins, right? Higgins is gone. Oh, sorry, Higby. I'm thinking about Higgins because I benched on my fantasy league. Yeah, Whatever. Uh, But Higby. And then we also have uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, also, they've both been placed on the COVID reserve list, so they will not be participating in tonight's fun games. Um, but good divisional game. Reed, I know we normally start off with you, but Benny still has not gotten a board. I'm going to write him up. Don't worry about that. No. Um, <laughs> so as your punishment, Benny, you have to put on the mask. You have to do it. Be part of the dog pound. Oh, yeah. Mask, mask, mask. <laughs> I love this. Reed, you haven't seen him, Reed? I've, I've seen this. Dude, this, this mask. Viewers, if you're at home, viewer discretion is advised. Please brace yourselves. This, this is, oh my gosh, look at that. <laughs> Benny the dog. He looks like one of those characters, like when they play uh, poker, when they're just sitting down on the table with the, the dog head. Uh, that, that's what I think of. I think look at that guy. <laughs> you what? I think he just broke his headset. I don't know. He looks freaky man i think we're gonna lose a lot of viewers and we're gonna lose some subscribers hopefully not but uh he's going the extra mile for us so the dog is unleashed please tell us who are you picking tonight (laughs) (laughs) he's picking the la rams what's your score yeah it's gonna be uh bark 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 Bark, bark, You're so bark, cringy, bark. dude. 
You're so cringy. Honestly, yeah, I think when we first talked about the Monday Night Football, we had at least uh, like five live viewers. We're down to two right now. Um, <laughs> you, you scared them off. Uh, what'd you say? 30 to 18. Okay, 30 to 18. LA Rams. Uh, he's going for the underdog. You know, I, I, you get it. You see what I did there? Underdog, the dog, the dog mask. Okay, for us, you guys read, you're going to start off, but I also want you to put on your board done or run, as in Urban Meyer is one and done for this year, or he's going to run to next season. I already said it. I think he's he's gone. Well, just put it on your board. Come on, be, come okay, on, be a team well, player, man. Damn. All right, all right. All right, well, all right. I wrote it on my board now. All right, here we go. Thank you, thank you. All right, I want to say before I show this one, this is not my best drawing, all right? Oh, when is your <laughs> – go ahead. I drew this from memory. I'm looking at it now. It's not even close to what it's supposed to look like. So here we go. I got the Cardinals, 24-17. What the heck? Is that? That's the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. I, I, I don't know <laughs> – Holy shoot, dude! That's ang. That's uh, that's Flappy Bird. That is. Fla- oh my gosh! <laughs> I, th- those is- aren't wings. I, that's his head. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I drew it from memory, as I always do. You guys know me. That is horrible. What? <laughs> but it is one of my favorites. What? Horrible! Look, he gets the thumb down from the dog. 24-17, I got the Cardinals. Uh, the Rams are down people. Uh, they haven't been too hot. As much as I love Matthew Stafford, I think the Cardinals are just a better overall team. Cardinals. All right, all right. Vincent, what you got or you need some more time? No, I just finished, man, right on time. Ooh, uh, okay. Well, with those injuries, before the injuries, I thought it was going to be an entirely different game, but losing Jalen Ramsey is such a big thing right now, and Higby's been a part of their uh, offense as well. So I think the Rams are hurting. Uh, so I got the Angry Bird Cardinals. Uh, they're gonna go win thirty to twenty-four. Sorry, I, I didn't have enough time to color it in, but there's my little Angry Bird. I think that um, Jesse, you try to make the, the Cardinals anymore? Huh? What? 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 You didn't try to do the logo. I at least tried. Yeah, I don't like these teams, Reed, so uh, I don't really want to draw their logo. That, that was the reasoning behind it, but um, I just thought it'd make it a little bit of fun. But I think also I didn't put the Urban Meyer thing on there, but I think he's out. I think before the season ends, he will be out. He, he'll be done. I think he'll be done, yeah. There, there done. Go. Thank you, Reed. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, just like Vincent, I dislike or, you know, hate's a strong word, so I hate – both these teams, so I refuse to draw their logo. Any one of them, okay? So, tonight, I think the Rams are going to have a big blow. I like that, Vince. The Rams are going to have a big blow with losing Jalen Ramsey. He's he's a huge part of that defense. And uh, honestly, I don't think Stafford could win in a primetime game like tonight, especially a divisional game. And I need the Rams to lose for the Niners' sake, of course. So, tonight... I actually have the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals are going to be winning tonight, 34 to 24. Um, and Urban Meyer is done. Yeah. What's the, what's the money sign for? That's SL. St. Louis. 
Yeah. That's oh, it. okay. Yeah, he's he's on a baseball bat. See okay. that? All right. You like that? No one. I've worked so hard <laughs> in this. this logo. No one complimented me. Uh, thank you, dog. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I got them winning tonight. I just think they uh, they got a healthy team again, and they're just packed. I mean, they're stacked offensively, defensively, and I just want them to tear up them Rams. Uh, if they do not, it's going to cause a whole stir in the NFC, a whole stir, and I'm just not ready for it at all. I want the Rams to win. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I know why you want them to win. Reed. I want the number on the uh, overall spot. Yes, I uh, did, Ness. I, I did draw this. As much as about the a bye week, but I want that uh, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That's huge. Yeah, yeah for sure, especially at Lambeau. I did draw it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. All right, you guys. Thank you all so much for being here and not so pro football talk. We appreciate every single one of y'all tuning in. And until next time, you guys, catch us for our fantasy talk tomorrow. Don't do that, Reed. That's my thing. It's <laughs> from week one. Until next time, you guys, keep on grinding. All right. Uh, let's catch you guys later. <laughs> yeah,